All right, all right. Here we are yet again with another episode of English and Coffee. It's your wonderful host, Demian. And today we're sipping a Bojangles coffee, something a little different, a little closer to the house. We've got uh, partly cloudy weather. It's nighttime. It's about, I don't know, what is it, 7, 8-ish. A little later in the day. Had a good little rain in the first part of the afternoon. I decided to wait till it subsided. Got my little documentation and things done early morning. Watched some trading videos, did a little research. So now we're out here enjoying the somewhat cool evening with the windows up uh, to record this podcast. So I think today we're just going to keep it easy, talk about a few things. Maybe I'll give you a few pointers. I was thinking maybe something interesting would be just to get an idea what kind of things most people talk about in an average day, places where you would have an interaction with someone, and maybe a little bit about the types of interactions you would have. Because I can only speak from a personal experience, but being that I've been living here in the States for over three decades, um, I think I have a pretty good idea what I'm talking about occurs in the day-to-day for an American here in my part of the world. So we're sipping on a basic, very basic, just Bowtown coffee, Bowtown roasters, um, Arabic coffee, or not Arabic coffee, it's uh, Arabica, Arabica, whatever they call it. whatever kind of brand they have over here at uh, Bojangles, but that's what I'm sipping on. Three sugars, three creams. We're going to see how it goes. Like I said, it's nothing uh, to write home about. There's no honey, hazelnut, French vanilla, mocha, latte flavor vibes to it. It's just basic coffee. So the one thing we're hoping being that our Bojangles location is in front of a gas station, that we don't get any little beggars coming over here asking for change, because that's annoying, especially when you're recording. Trying to record a a podcast, get some good news out, good information, and you got somebody knocking on your window asking for change. So that's the only thing uh, when you're out here at night, kind of exposes you to those types coming up asking for uh, handouts. So let's take a sip and uh, get into it. Well, I've already been taking sips, but let's take a sip together. The customary, go ahead, take the keys out of the car. You heard that, and uh, let's begin. All right, so as I said, uh, we're just going to be free-balling it out here. It's kind of taking it by the wind as the wind blows. I mean, we got a good wind. I wish I could have these windows down. But like I said, there's people in the vicinity, so we got to keep it safe so none of their potential virus or whatever blows down. And we're all safe in the bubble. My mom's a little under the weather. She has, a, I don't know, something like a little runny nose or something like that. She's been sleeping here more than normal lately, which kind of, you know, disturbs me just a bit, but she says it's normal. Typically around this time of year, she gets the sniffles. She gets sick every once of the year. Not not nothing major, but just gets a little down. So we're letting her rest, get herself together. But if it doesn't clear up here after a while, then I'll have to be a little more assertive with her. Go ahead and uh, start pumping some of those OTCs in her, you know. But other than that, uh, Let's see. So some of the places that you will have a basic interaction are going to be at your job, right? Going to work might be more intricate depending on the type of job you have. It's going to be at the gas station. This is a common place people may go two, three times a week. Uh, fill up your car, fill up your motorcycle, your van, your diesel truck, whatever kind of work you're in. But if you're an independent individual and you don't live in an area that's 
heavily populated by city buses and transports, you know, and different things like that, then you're going to need a personal vehicle. So a gas station is going to be one of those areas where you're going to have that social interaction. You're going to go in there, you're going to pay the cashier, you may have a problem with the, uh, the gas pump, you go in, there may be somebody that pulls up next to you, wants to start some small talk, have a little interaction, you might see a cute girl, you might see a cute guy, you might notice somebody's tires low, you might want to give them a little pointer on car care. So that's a, an opportunity where um, a lot of those little day-to-day -day social interactions occur. Also, your grocery stores. I mean, I don't know about you, but I like to eat. People like to cook. Some people don't like to cook. But even those that don't like to cook have to go to a grocery store from time to time. you got to get your milk, your eggs, your bread, the basics, orange juice, sodas, chips, you know, popcorn. Even the microwave foods, for those that don't cook, they're going to go in there and get their prepackaged foods. You know, their little TV frozen dinners or their little canned soups, you know. Even if they don't cook, they're going to still go there. So everybody goes to the grocery store. What kind of interactions do you have in the grocery store? I mean, pretty much the same as you have in your area, wherever you live. But here in America, the things that you're going to be required to talk about are prices, discounts. You know, you're going to sit there, you're going to talk with the cashiers. You know, when they're ringing up your stuff, they'll normally give you a small talk, you know, how's your day going? You might say, how's your day going? And especially if you build up some kind of familiarity with them, you might have a running dialogue. Um, if you have an issue with the cashier, they don't ring something up right, you may ask to speak with the manager. So you're going to have that interaction. The manager is going to come to you and say, what's the problem? You're going to have to explain your problem clearly, right? You're going to say, well, this was priced at $3, and now you guys are selling it for 6 but the advertisement shows it at 3 So... Do I get the price of three or are you going to try to make me pay six? More than likely, he'll honor your coupon or advertisement and go ahead and give you the discount. But you're going to need English to be able to facilitate that whole situation. Um, another situation where a lot of people, especially our older audience here, uh, may have that daily interaction is at the pharmacies. You go in there, you're picking up your Tylenol, your OTCs, you know, your different medications. Maybe you got something, a script from a doctor, something for something a little more serious. Maybe you have leg pain, gastro pain, you know, migraines. Maybe you have some type of infection, you're taking antibiotics. You're going to go to the pharmacy and you're going to be dealing with the pharmacist to get these medications. Sometimes they may write you a three-day script, they may write you a 30-day script, may write you a 90-day script. And depending on how you take these medications or what they're used for, you may have to go in there multiple times a week, especially if it's a cold medication. Like some of these people that take diabetes injections, you know, take that insulin, they got to keep their meds cold. Some people take a haloperidol shots, different things like that. Those injections got to be cold. You can't keep it home, so you go and pick it up when you need it. Uh, so you may need that dialogue, dealing with a pharmacist. And in combination with the pharmacist, you're also going to deal with medical professionals. Now, hopefully, you know, when you go in there, to the doctor's office, you know what you're talking about. Because you don't want to go in there telling them it's your left foot when you mean it's your right hand. You know, so you need to know your right from your left. You know, the basics. But if you want to go in there to the doctor, you know, if you're having a stomach pain, if you get in a car accident, and they're saying, where does it hurt? Your back hurt if you twist something, sprain your ankle. You know, these are situations when you're going to need that immediate you know, that immediate dialogue. So you have to definitely know how to talk about the parts of the body. You don't have to be all into the nervous system, but you do need to know the basics, your arms, your legs, your head, your, your cranium, your skull, your ears, your left ear, right ear, right arm, muscles. Now, you don't have to get too deep into the muscles. 
but you do need to know where the muscle is located. You could say, it's the muscle in my upper thigh on the left that's bothering me, something like that. So you do need the directional, the directional language. You need to know up, down, left, right, on the side, around the back. Only when I bend like this, you're going to need to know how to guide them with words if you're not able to do it physically with your hands, you know, especially if you're incapacitated or something like that or a situation. Maybe you lost your arms and you're trying to tell them that your shoulder blade hurts. You can't point to it. So you, you have to be able to be like, where my shoulder was, that bone inside is hurting. So you will have to be able to use the English there um, in that situation. Of course, this is common knowledge, but we're just doing a little recap. Like, because I know some people are saying, well, what kind of vocabulary do I need to study? Because there's millions and millions and millions of words to learn, but nobody uses that. They're probably going to, you know, be right around that 25, 30,000 like you read in the books, right? Me? Yeah, I know a lot about the English language, but I have my own vocabulary. I mean, I've handpicked words that I use out of there, and different occasions I'll use different words, you know. But um, let's see, another situation, of course, you know, work. You need that there. Pharmacy, medical, gas stations restaurants ordering food you know you may go on a date at some time whether you're a girl taking a guy or a guy taking a girl out or just two friends hanging out you're going to go in there you're going to order food so you need to know how to make a proper order the small talk sometimes you know the little waiter or waitress will sit there and oh well is this your first time here or are you on a date are you newlyweds things like that the little relationship combo Another area in which you will need some social skill in English is definitely in a relationship. If you try to date anybody, especially for my, my fellas out there, if you're dating a girl, she's going to want to talk to you. She's going to want to tell you about her feelings, express how she feels, and hopefully you would want to reciprocate with that. So you're going to need to be able to talk about feelings. You know, you're happy. Uh, you make me sad when you do this. You make me mad when you do this. I'm frustrated, disappointed, pleased with, you know, this was the best evening so you're going to have to know how to express your feelings your emotions to another person as well as just in general because uh, here in america we're i'd say we're pretty an expressive culture expressive culture you're going to know nine times out of ten how someone's feeling before they even speak just based on their demeanor and then when they open their mouth sometimes you'll you'll catch a little bit of attitude on it attitude is something that we focus on here um you have a positive attitude or a negative attitude just in how you say something that can turn somebody off you know if you're somebody that speaks with just a negative nancy tone of voice you're going to push a lot of people away you will not attract people but if you're somebody speaks with a positive tone of voice like instead of saying somebody says hey how's it going and you say okay now, you could be okay, and you could mean okay, and you could be fine with that. You just had this little monotone, flat, boring voice. But if you wanted to entice, invite someone into a conversation, then you might say, oh, I'm doing great. You see the inflection? You see the dynamic in the voice? I know some uh, cultures and languages out there, it's pretty, it's pretty flat, pretty steady, not a lot of emotion in it. But in English, motion is good. But too much to scare people away. If you're just like, oh, I'm just doing great, you know, like you're doing cartwheels and stuff, you're going to scare people out. They're going to be like, okay, this guy's weird. Or this girl's a little neurotic getting out of this conversation. But you do want to know when to turn it up, when to turn it down. Now, there are some people here that you will encounter, you know, once you get to the States, you know, on your travels or America or whatever. You'll see where they have this loud 
just loud with everything they do. Loud people. We call them loud people. Um, very annoying. Very annoying. And most of the time when somebody's loud, if they're not deaf, you know, somebody who's like hearing impaired, then they probably come from like an impoverished area, you know, like a ghetto or, or streets or, you know, they're out there like that where they have to be very aggressive, very, um, you know, speak with threatening language and, and things like that, even though they may not act on it, they're just loud. You know, when they're mad, it's like they're mad on level 10. Not a normal mad where you're just upset, like, oh, you know, Jerry ticked me off today. You know, I'm not going to mess with him. You know, but they're taking it to, oh, I'm going to do 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 You know, nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that. I mean, in my space, my line of work, I work with a lot of people that have that characteristic, and I try to help them correct that. You know, do something called CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. So they come to me to get help with social skills because so, sometimes the social skills are what keeps them from getting a job. If you hear a little rain in the back, this is part of that partly cloudy I was talking about. So it might add a nice little ambiance to our um, little chat here. I think with that, we'll take a break. Today earlier, well not today earlier, I want to say about two days ago, I was listening to an, uh, an audio book, in Russian, of course, because that's the language I studied, but it was a good book on visualization. And the guy had some interesting points in there. He was talking about, you know, a couple ways to just apply visualization. Now, I know a lot of people talk about visualization. I've even used that term. But I want to just try something. We just go ahead and, and, and see if, if you can see what this guy's talking about. Maybe you're an expert at this already. I don't know. But what he was talking about is when you do visualize something, you're not doing it in one instance. You're doing this every day, maybe two, three times a day, and it's not taking up your whole day, maybe one minute, two minutes, three minutes, however long you want to do that. But the thing is, basically, is trying to see your future self, right? And I know we've talked about the future and living in the present, different things at different times, but this is for the visualization exercise. He said, picture the kind of life you want to have, right? Picture what you want to be doing. You know, if you're not happy with your current situation, if you're happy with your current situation, then I guess there's nothing to visualize, right? But let's just say you want to change something. Maybe you want to change your relationship. Maybe you want to change your job, whatever it is, right? Or just you want to achieve something. But picture in your mind that you already have it. Now, that means, you know, closing your eyes and looking and doing your best to visually see yourself with this item, attaining this achievement, doing this thing. Now... Try to stay there as long as you can because what, what, this, what this exercise is supposed to do is supposed to connect your subconscious with your conscious that connects with the real world. Because a lot of times we, we have fleeting ideas. We have the moment. We have the momentum. We get caught up in something. We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the next thing you know, the momentum has died. The motivation has died. You're just not as thrilled and enthused. So it's a daily exercise that you got to keep these... these um, powerful feelings and emotions that put us in action up to par. So visualization is one of those tools that can help you get there. You may have hear people like Oprah or your Tony Robbins and stuff. They talk a lot about using visualization. They sit there and say, well, I pictured myself with a million dollars. I pictured myself not having to worry about money. Or I pictured myself completing school, pictured myself getting that promotion at the job. You know, they visualize it. They wake up with it. They go to bed. They see it. They... You know, in the middle of the day, they have a break or they're feeling down. They go to this, this image in their head. 
because our mind likes to be in harmony with the the world that we live in. You know, because you got to think back, you know, this is a little side topic, but still related. You got to think back to people like uh, that, that made, um, you know, the Edison, Thomas Edison's and the, the Franklin's and people just the inventors. You know, today, modern time, you got Elon Musk. But anybody who's created anything, the car you're sitting in, the TV you're watching, the radio you're listening to, the headset you have on your phone, your desk, the clothes, somebody thought of it. That's it. Everything you see, pretty much aside from the trees and the sky and the ground, but if you're in a, a city, the ground you're walking on is probably concrete. So that's not man I mean, that's not a God made, that's something man made. So somebody thought about all of this stuff. The cup I'm drinking, this blended coffee, somebody has thought about these things and then they created these things. So when you have an, so it shows you it's possible. You're sitting in a car that was a thought. You know, you'd be like, well, why do we have so many cars out here on the road? Well, you got that many people thinking of different things to drive. I mean, somebody's had to sit down and draw the concept of these little cars. Even if it's a busted design, somebody sat down, took the time to draw it. Somebody put the headlight over here, the taillight over here, right? These are all things that somebody visualized, thought of. Stayed with the idea, but they didn't just keep it in their mind. They took the next step. They wrote it down. They started taking action on it. Maybe they got out a block of wood, started carving it till it became a reality. Then they took it to the next stage. So everything starts from there. An idea. Visualization. Holding that idea. I know you're like, well, how does that connect with the first part of the, the conversation? Well, plenty of ways to connect it, but we'll connect it on one and then we'll step out of here. We'll connect it on the point that if you want to be a better speaker in English, possess more knowledge of English. Visualize that you have already achieved it in your mind. Close your eyes and picture yourself speaking to that person, having that conversation, watching that movie, enjoying the full scene, explaining it to your friends in English. Picture that. Hold that. Wake up with it. Go to bed with that. You know, when you're feeling low, like, oh, I'm not getting it. Go back to your image. Picture it. And what does that do? It gives you motivation to continue in your journey. And also, it just helps preserve your momentum and keep you on task. Because it's easy to get distracted. If you're having a low day, all you would need is one person to say, you suck. And then next thing you know, you're just like, okay, freak it. I'm not even going to try playing the guitar anymore. But if you have that image in your mind, that visualization, then eventually you'll get there. So we're not at the bottom of the cup, but it's getting pretty humid in the car. All my windows are fogged up except for one. And that is the one where my coffee is. Because it's still hot in my hand. But I hope you all are safe out there. Remember, this little pandemic thing is not over just yet. Wear your mask. I don't care if you've been, uh, you got the vaccine or not. Wear your mask. It's still out there. People are still getting sick. So I hope everybody's safe. And I'll see you in the next one.